Alright guys, we are live. Um, what's going on, Drew? Well, it's been two and a half months. Last podcast we did was after the Saddleback Extreme Enduro, our season finale, and I don't know about you, I've been recovering, doing a lot of uh, honeydew list. Yeah, the honeydew list, is. it doesn't seem to be shrinking is the only problem. Well, and of course now we're getting into the holidays, both kids are in school, so um, man, we've been busy working on things for 2020 and uh, trying to keep up with all this news that keeps coming out. Yeah, and we have been doing some riding. We're not... We haven't stopped riding, and um, we had a actually a really good camp trip a couple weeks ago, where we we did record a podcast that was not released. Yeah, it was a it was a fireside campsite after dark, and it was it was an entertaining podcast to us at the time. But it, we don't know how entertaining it would be for all you out yeah, there. I, I may I may put a little bit of out there um, just so everybody can get a good chuckle, maybe. Um, but. We really wanted to do this podcast because um, you may or may not have heard, we're putting on a little event at Windrock Park called Deadfall. Um, basically, if you've ever seen the documentary on the Barclay Marathon, which occurs very near where we're riding at Brushy Mountain Prison, it's based. It's, it's a, a foot race based around the whole James Earl Ray escape from Brushy Mountain Prison. Attempted escape. Attempted it. Well, he escaped. (laughs) Yes. And then he made it like two miles from the prison, but apparently he covered like 60 miles up and down the hills, just basically walking in circles. So that's kind of, if if you haven't seen the uh, documentary, go watch the documentary. It was made in 2014. There's several that have come out since then. It's awesome. It's one of my favorite movies ever produced. But anyways... Um, th- this race is, is going to be, um, we're doing 21 teams. Um, registration starts tomorrow morning at 7 a.m. Eastern time. Yep. Um, we're going to, the race takes place on December 1st. So the night before, we're having a riders meeting at 9 p.m. where waypoints are going to be given out. So uh, the, for the advanced class, there's going to be seven or eight waypoints. And for the intermediate class, there's going to be five, six waypoints. So the, the goal is going to be the next morning, have those loaded into your device, your GPS, your smartphone, whatever you want on a paper map, however you want to navigate this thing, and make yourself, make your way across the park and make it to each waypoint. Well, and so let's back up. You jumped into all that real quick. So yeah. who's the brainchild behind this adventure ride, let's call it? Yeah, um, well, Devin Ferguson... And I've actually, we, we've been kind of kicking this idea around for a while, but Devin is the one that's making it happen. Um, we, we've done an event or two in the past, um, and this is kind of a culmination of a few different things. Um, the, the SEER group, the Southeastern Extreme Riders, have, have done several races involving GP- GPS. Yep, exactly. So we really haven't done a GPS race or event. Yeah, we haven't even raced it. And you know, and Devin and his buddies went to the Brushy Mountain State Penitentiary and did the tour. And the next day he called us and he was like, listen, we've got this we idea. This. And so at first I was kind of hesitant, but I didn't know Will had uh, liked the the Barkley Marathon so much. So he was in both feet and um, we've yeah. done a little practice run of it. Will and I have. Devin put three waypoints out there and told us to go find them. And it was really cool. Um, yeah, and we, we left from the campground, which is Half Moon Campground. Yep. Um, and we followed our devices to these three waypoints. We got really close to one, 
but vertically, we you know we, we were horizontally we were probably a hundred feet from it, but vertically we were probably two or three hundred feet from it. Yes. So it was down a cliff, so we had to figure out a way to backtrack and side hill and go up a creek, and then so that's well, when we kind of started developing some of the rules. Yeah, that I was gonna say because we found the marker, and for for the test, we just had an X on a tree, like an arrow or a danger X, and we said, well, how close do we have to get to it? And it was, uh, well, let's just get both bikes in a picture with the X. And we were like, well, you could do that from across the creek or across the hill. So yeah, you could what, be 100 yards from an yeah. X and get a picture with a, your bike and an X. So a, little, yeah. a little creative photography yeah. would take care of that. So, so we came up with a pretty good rule. One of the bikes has to be touching the either the tree or the rock that the X is on. And the other bike has to also either be touching that tree or rock or be touching the other bike. In some form or fashion. So... Yeah. So we, uh, be, the bike can be upside down. They can be whatever, whatever it takes to get to these points. And what's the other awesome thing we discovered about what, what so, happens when you get your bike on a tree? So as you can imagine, these these checkpoints or waypoints aren't in a very easy to get to location. So you're doing everything you can just to get there. Well, once you get there, you take your picture, and we soon found out the hardest part was getting out of there because you took the easy way in, and your bikes are now facing the wrong way, or we'll say the easiest. Yeah, way in it's often a very tight corridor so doing a pivot turn or or trying to pick your motorcycle up and get it turned yeah. around and get out can be interesting well and that's what so instead of a solo race that's why it is going to be a team race so you've yeah. got someone to help you and you know drag the bikes to the tree and drag them out how whatever you need to do so that's going to be part of your proof that you made at these waypoints is everybody's going to need their smartphones or or a camera i guess if you want to take a camera and you need a picture with both bikes and the waypoint because we know what they're all going to look like. Um, so at the end, you'll have to prove it with that. And then there's also going to be a book yep. or a magazine at each waypoint. And you're going to have to tear out the page that is your team number. Uh, and if you watch the Barkley Marathon um, uh, movie, you, you'll understand where that comes from. And I think there's going to be another way to document that you're there for us, but we're not telling anyone what it is. There might be hidden cameras it's well, some of these places. Well, I know. We'll figure. We'll we'll let them look for them. <laughs> well, game cameras can be hidden pretty easily. Yes. And since Drew and I know the property, we don't know as well as, as Devin, but we know it pretty well. We're we're going to be just riding around, you know, providing a little assistance if if anybody is totally out of the game or you know yep. somebody loses a you know master link or anybody has any issues broken shifter. Hopefully, we can help out. Um, so. That's going to be part of it. We also want one phone on each team to be running the Glimpse app, which is G-L-Y-M-P-S-E. And Glimpse basically tracks your route. And a lot of people are like, well, you don't get good cell phone reception at, at Windrock everywhere. How, how's Glimpse going to work? Well, our hope is that when you go in and out of coverage, you will show up. It'll on, ping you in, in that location. Yeah, so that way if somebody does get lost you know, we'll be able to have a starting point because Windrock Park is 72,000 acres. Yep. How big is 72,000 acres? Well, and we're not even using probably a quarter of all that, maybe half, depending on where exactly all these checks end up. But you're going to get to see a lot of cool stuff that even the three checks that we did, I saw some stuff that I'd never seen before. And I was like, why don't we have some trails here? So yeah. um, one other thing to say, this isn't going to be 
on the single track that might or might not exist at Windrock. We're going to be, the, the most efficient way to get around will be the existing side-by-side -side Jeep trails. Um, so Windrock map is definitely a requirement. So once you see where the waypoints are, you can at least have an idea how to get close to each of them. Well, in, in their gravel roads throughout the park. So G1 is the main gravel yep. road that goes throughout the park. But Devin, being the guy he is, he's like, I'm not, I'm not making these checks near these gravel roads. No. These boys are going to have to take some rough Jeep roads. And when I say rough Jeep roads, these aren't just like, you, you know, your whatever blue trail. I mean, these are double diamond, um, gnarly, huge holes, huge rocks. If, if anybody's been on rail trail or Cadillac Hill or... That might be a couple locations to think about. Maybe think about Rattle Rock, think no. about School Bus Hill, think about Trail 12. I mean... Lots of good areas. And again, this is not a race. This is an adventure ride. Um, but the goal is to finish it. Like the Barkley Marathon, some years they have zero finishers. Isn't that right? That's right. Um, I think in the first 25 years of the race, they had 10 finishers. So um, Lazarus... The, the guy that um, puts on the race, he I've, I've heard him say, you can't accomplish anything without the possibility of failure. So failure is going to be a possibility here. Uh, I mean, I, I know some of the teams that are already signing up, and there are some legit riders. Oh, they're and they're their their goal is to finish it. So before we move any further, going into the rules and exactly what this is going to be a busy weekend. It's Thanksgiving weekend. We're trying to set the, the speed limit at 40 miles an hour because all the trails are going to be public side-by-side -side trails. So Trust me, you, you know, don't want to be going much faster than that anyways. Yeah, and meet a side-by-side. -side. Yeah, you never want to meet a side-by-side -side going more than a few miles an hour. But it, it could be cold. It could be raining. Oof. It could be snowy. we got snow on the ground right now. Yeah, we're, what is it, November 12th, and we had our first snow in Tennessee. I don't know what's going on. Yeah, it, it's going to be a weird, awesome event. And this thing's going down regardless of weather. We don't care if it's a... Freaking hurricane, a snow cane. We're doing it. Well, and <clears throat> so we're basing it, like Will said earlier, out of Half Moon Campground. Um, I would recommend everyone getting there. You're going to have to be there Saturday. Whether you stay at the campground, it's $10 a person to camp, um, 7 to park on Sunday. So I think we've decided the you can show up and register between 6 p.m. and 9 p.m. on Saturday evening. Yeah, but you've got to be... Signed up. Yeah, pre-registered. You got to be pre-registered. Like I said, we're doing 21 spots. If 21 yeah, teams. 21 teams, which would be 42 spots. 21 teams, and as soon as those fill up, we'll start a waiting list. That way, if anybody cancels, then we'll have somebody we can slide in. Because we we went with a 21 number because we thought we were going to have seven checks initially. So oh. when we send everybody out. And I was wanting to not tell anybody this until, like, right before <laughs> we, we fired the gun. I wanted to have, you know, a surprise that, hey, we've assigned... Random starting checks. Yeah, so you... It, it's going to be random, so not everybody's going to one check. So it's not going to be follow the leader. Yep. So seven, you know, I guess it'll end up being three teams go to each check right off the bat. It's kind of the deal. Yeah, um, and I think that's out there on Facebook somewhere because a couple people knew about that that we hadn't really told anybody. So, and we are we weren't gonna tell which check you're starting on until the morning, but I think we've decided the night before that way everyone can lay out, have some time to think about what route they want to take. Yeah, so you might be going to the furthest away check first, and you think, well, that's an advantage because then you can hit all the others on the way back. But it's these aren't linear. This is not a straight line. I mean, you're 
you're literally going north to south to east to west. There, there's, you know, the farthest one, we know which one the farthest one is, but I don't know if it's an advantage to hit it first or last. Uh, I think it's just going to be just see how it goes. There's going to be some a lot of planning that happens between 9 p.m. November 30th and dawn uh, <laughs> December 1st. Well, so then let, let's continue down that path. So Sunday morning, wake up. The race can start anywhere from, what does the rule say? Devin says daybreak. Okay. Which I guess is considered sunrise. I think it should be dawn. Um, is there a difference between dawn and daybreak? Dawn is when you first get a little bit of light. Like this, first, you can see the sun? No. Okay. And, and dawn, actually, I looked it up online. Dawn is 7 a.m. Um, sunrise it, is 7.28. Okay. So we'll, we're, we're not going to start it before 7.28, which Devin and I decided. Okay. So the, the start is going to be between 7.28 and 9 a.m. So you better be ready to roll at 7.28. But okay. You might, you might be sitting around for an hour and a half. All right. And then what was it we said you had to be back by 4 p.m. on the Sunday the 1st, correct? We're going to do six hours. Okay. So six hours from the time you leave, you got to go collect these waypoint photos and get back. And take it. Okay. So we're estimating anywhere between 40 to 60, maybe 70 miles of riding. But if you're efficient and you plan well, you should be able to make it back in 40, 50 miles. Okay, so then that brings us to another thing. We were trying to figure out what to do about fuel. Right. Um, we were going to do a time penalty, but instead we're just going to put a fuel truck, if you opt for it, at the main gravel parking lot. We'll have two-stroke and four-stroke gas. Well, you can put your own in there. Okay. That's the way I kind of figured it out. Yeah, each team yeah, drops off some gas. Good call. Um, if you're riding up in water, whatever you want, that's a good point. And they have food down there. But anyway, so, but to get down to the main parking lot, it's going to take you, I think anywhere from 10, 10, probably 10 extra minutes out of your way. Um, so it would be an advantage to be able to carry some fuel, whether you figure out something to mount on the bike or you carry some 32 ounce Gatorade bottles, you know, get creative. Exactly. Yeah. This thing is going to be all about strategy, just figuring out how to make an adventure out of it. Um, Obviously, it's not all going to be hard enduro um, because you're going to be transferring between waypoints. Yep. But I'm telling you, when you get to the close to the waypoint, when you get within half a mile, then the adventure starts. It's a hard enduro. Well, so <clears throat> that goes back to getting to that waypoint. Um, someone sent me a message last night. Do I need a GPS? Um, so when Will and I went out and did this, we both had iPhones. Um, we should we talk about the program we run? Yeah, we run Gia, which is G A I A. Yep. And it's uh, it's a great mapping application. I think I paid twenty dollars for it. Yeah, mine was nineteen ninety nine. But that's we've had it what five years now. Yeah, we've, we've been, been running it years ago, and we we run it every time we ride. Yeah. I mean, it is a great mapping program, and then so you can easily just text the waypoints to someone and then you just load it straight into Gia. It imports them straight into the program. So that's what we've used. And then the day that we did the test, it worked well. So, but the thing that we had that most of you guys probably won't is a pretty good knowledge of the trails at Windrock Park. Um, So the other thing, it'll also cost a little bit of money, is the Windrock Park trail map app. It's digital. It's, 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 yeah, and it's, you can't load the waypoints into it, but it shows you where you are in the park. I so, don't have that. I, I would recommend a paper map. I 100% have a paper map, but yeah. this could be another way to, you know, increase your ease of getting around the mountain. You can also download, I think they're KMZ files or 
That sounds right. I think I think there there are Windrock. Um, they're they're in public forums. There are ways you can download the entire Windrock trail map, and you can throw it into Google Earth. You can throw it on your Garmin GPS. Yep. Um, so there's lots there's of other options. But so but it, to not to have to go spend the money on a GPS if you don't have one, you can use a couple smartphones. And of course, you need to think about battery life. Battery life is going to be key. Yep. So you definitely want an external battery and yep. a way to keep your battery charged yep. on your phone. Yep. Or even your GPS. I mean, if you take a Garmin 20 or an E20X. Yep, a couple AA batteries. Take some extra AA batteries. Yep. And so I know the rules are out there on the SEER page or I think our American Hard Enduro group page. So I think that's roundabout everything. You have any other questions that you got from people? Um, I had a couple of people ask me, are, are we going to be like really out there? Um, you're going to be pretty close to Jeep trails 99% of the time. So I don't think there's a huge risk of really, you know, not being able to find your way out. Yeah. And you, if you get hung up, you can usually drop down to a Jeep trail. Yeah. I mean, Cause there are some areas where there's cliffs. We're going to try not to put y'all in super dangerous situations, but the nature of this event is that there's going to be some pretty dangerous situations, you know? Yeah. Well, it's, it's an adventure. Yeah. Um, so I think that's it. We're, you know, it's, it's gotten closer. I'm looking forward to it more and more. Um, at first I wasn't too on board and then we did the little test run a couple weeks ago and it was a lot of fun. Um, it's definitely different than what we normally do. It should be good. Um, hopefully the weather's good. Yep. That's going to be the kicker. Yeah. Okay. So other, this is like our news segment Mm -hmm. because, um, there's a lot going on and we haven't updated anybody. Yeah. We've been out of the game, or not out of the game, but out of the podcasting <laughs> yeah, we, we for, for a couple months. So the big news that broke a couple weeks ago was Cody is no longer with KTM. Ooh, Cody who? Cody Webb. Oh, Cody Webb, sorry. And then, um, you know, sure enough, uh, the rumors were flying. I heard some beta Ooh, well, some other rumors. And, man, it, it was funny because we'd been hearing rumors, of course, for months now, and then... KTM came out and said he was no longer on the team, but there was no announcement on what team he was going to. And so on Facebook, rumors flying. And my favorite one was, well, not my favorite one, but one of the most interesting things you heard beta, a couple Yamahas came up, a lot of Shercos. What, but one of the, one of the, oh gosh, just got that. Um, one of the best ones was one of the beta mechanics, Jameson put on there, I know where he's going. And so I was hoping that would really get everyone going that he might be going to beta and, um, I heard there was a possibility he might have gone that route, but as we saw last Tuesday, a week ago today, yeah, sure he ended go up going to Sherco. Factory one team. Yep. Um, so Cody's going to be riding a 300 Sherco next year. Mm-hmm. And it's proven to be a good bike. Mario, Wade, Nick, um, they've all done well on it. Yeah, and if you haven't, go check out Brian Pierce's interview with Cody, mm-hmm. Seat Time, um, SeatDine.co. And um, listen to that because the day that it was announced, they were actually down at Rocky River, Rocky Ridge Ranch in Texas, laying out some trail for the next thing we're going to talk about. And um, Brian did an interview with him. And I mean, Cody, he just tells you how it was. I mean, it's it's pretty, it's a great interview, I think. Well, and it'll be interesting to see if this frees him up to do some of the stuff he's been wanting to do. And back to Sherco in general, they're making some big moves and. Stay tuned. They've got some other, I think, big names that are coming on board. They've alluded to some guys racing GNCC and National Enduro next year. Yeah, so already in Hard Enduro in America, they've gotten um, Quinn Winsel yep. and Ty Tremaine. Yeah, right? Yeah, that is. That, came, that was so, the first big name that came out. It was really surprising. That's like an East Coast, you know, 
Quinn got second in the American Hard Enduro Series last year. And yep. Ty, I mean, did he run second or third at Enduro Fest? Yeah, he was up there when he was on Team Beta. Um, okay. No, Tristan Hart got second. Okay. Maybe he got third then. Third or Max might have gotten third. Anyways. He's a good rider. He's in the mix. I mean, he's a good Enduro cross rider. Um, so, Ty Tremaine, Quinn, Quinn Wenzel, yep. say his whole name. Um, he, he made um, – you know, some good moves last year, and we expect him to be a force yep. next year for sure. So he'll be on – he's the trials rider. He'll be on their trials bikes and their their uh, enduro bikes. And then Cody's on the team. And then it came out a couple hours ago that Nick Ferringer is also going to be back on Sherco next year. Oh, good. Well, so, that's not a surprise. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah, Nick is just – he's a solid dude. Um, he's he's kind of – I guess he's getting older for a hard enduro guy, but um, – Man, Nick is—he's he, a fun guy to be around. Yep. So, all right. So, there's the big news. Um, so, let's go on to the Red Bull Override that you just mentioned. Yeah. I've been so talking. that's the next big race we got in the hard enduro world. We haven't had anything since Saddleback. Saddleback, yeah. Yeah. In in the states, anyway. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. Obviously, we we could talk about. Um, oh shoot! What's the race Manny just dominated? Oh my gosh! The Gitson Rodeo. Yeah. Gitson oh. Rodeo. Holy well, God. I know Taddy passed him on the last lap. Yeah, he made it, it tight. Like desperation, Oof. just to get up to him, and, and it, I felt like Manny was saving himself for the, the X loop. The X loop, and then um, Taddy just blew himself up trying well, to get to Manny. And we hadn't even planned on talking about this until you just brought it up. And I mean, yeah. my mind was blown at the level of how hard it was. I mean, just yeah. if those guys, Manny and Taddy and Mario and and Wade wasn't there. I guess he had an injury, but Graham. you saw Graham. He said one of his biggest, most embarrassing move when he kind of looped a bike out. I mean, that's almost like I don't think I want any part of it. Yeah, I mean that's next level Johnny stuff. Walker was struggling. Yep. I mean, the the best hard enduro guys in the world. You know, obviously Cody is injured. He wasn't yep. there. Oof, it looked gnarly. There, but good lord, that was. That was awesome. Yep. I mean, and it was so well covered; you could yes. see it lap by lap. Of, Red Bull you know, really did a good job with that one. Um, yeah, I, I definitely watched that with my kids, and, and we, oh, were, we were pulling well, for them. I was supposed to leave for the National Enduro, and we ended up staying an hour later just to watch the end of it. So, yeah. all right, back to Red Bull Override. We got off topic. Yeah, Red Bull Override, Rocky Ridge in Decatur, Decatur. Texas. Mark Cook, he's putting on this thing with Red Bull. Um, they've been laying out trail. And they've actually had Cody Webb out there yep. a few days, and he's helping um, design the course. So it's going to be like a six-hour race. Yeah, six-hour endurance race, and then there's either harder sections that are added in each hour, or you can take a harder line to shorten your lap, I think. I'm not sure which way. Yeah, I, I think the way Mark described it was you could ride like a mile of a <laughs> faster trail, or you could ride like a few hundred yards of super gnarly like step-ups. and. Okay nasty stuff so do you want to blow yourself up to save a few minutes or do you want to go around so there's going to be a lot of decisions made there well and and it sounds like an interesting event and red bull's behind it so hopefully we'll get some good coverage out of it and i know cody i don't think he's gonna be racing but he will be there helping i mean obviously if he's laying it out he's not gonna be racing yeah he's not racing um i I think he's supposed to be back in january ish okay um depending on clearance from his doctor but anyways um Let's see. Sign-up's open for that event now, so go check it out. Um, obviously, you can go to a Red Bull site, or I think you can check it out on Facebook. or Yeah, the Rev, Rev Limiter. Yeah, I just Googled Red Bull Override, and it all popped up there real quick. 
So, All right, so we, we just got word from Adam McCluskey. Like an hour ago. Yeah. I mean, j- literally just popped up a minute ago. Yeah, th- that the uh, Groundhog 2020 is going to take place on Sunday, March 15th. And if you don't know about that one, that's at Rock Crusher Farm in Young Harris, Georgia. Am I wrong, Drew? No, you're right. I was looking at your schedule because okay. I was going to say that's our first hard enduro of 2020, but actually yeah. looking at your spreadsheet here. Yeah, there, there may be one before that that yeah. hadn't been released yet. But anyways, Groundhog, that's always around Groundhog Day. Um, March 14th. That's uh, da, da. Is that right? I have no idea. March 15th. So that's yes. Valentine's Day? When is that? February. Okay, good. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> yeah. Scary moment. Yeah, there. it's not, not, my wife's birthday is in February, so that's a busy month for us. You should know when that is. Yes. And Jason Hooper's going to be scoring that one. Yep. So that's great. Um, it was a, it was a cold, rainy, gnarly race last year. Quinn went to one. Yeah. Um, I think we've only raced it. I don't remember who got second. Chuck okay. maybe. Chuck or Rook Chuck and Smith. Lula, Josh yeah. Smith. I know Stephen Edmondson's done well. Yeah. So it's a good it's a good event, and you would think the Rock Crusher Farm would have a ton of rocks, but there is hardly any rocks. But I know Sid Lambert was they there. They crushed them all. They, Sid Lambert was there this past week. This past weekend, I can't talk, and actually said they found some really good is new he, stuff. Is he cheating? I don't think he's going to be racing. I think he's helping with this race. Okay. So well, at least at least Sid's on the back. And if you guys do need to know what real time is, please call, text, email, Facebook Messenger. Sid Lambert. He loves hearing from his fans. He especially loves Facebook private messages. Yes. So all right. So that is the start of 2020. Um, the other big news that came out two weeks ago. The week before the Cody news. Yes, TKO is officially going to be a World Enduro Super Series round. Holy cow. And August, August 15th, 16th. Well, actually, it's like a whole week now. <laughs> 14th, 15th, 16th. Right. At the Trials Training Center in Sequatchie, Tennessee. And, and we've been talking about it. The, the event's grown so much. It's like they're out of room to begin with. And now we are going to add this. And, you know... Our aspirations in the past have been top 25, and it's like, holy cow, on Sunday. I don't, I don't know if we're... Well, my, my real goal, my life goal, has been to make the finals. Oh, yes. <laughs> top 15. But I can think of 15 dudes that can freaking ride up the side of my house and get on the, you know, my porch on the second floor on a motorcycle. I mean, guys like Johnny Walker and, and Graham Jarvis. Paul Torres, the guy that splatted onto a house. Yeah. I mean, so if Mario it... Roman, Wade Young. I mean, guys that have been here before, plus a bunch that haven't. And it'll be really interesting to see the the number of, of foreign guys, guys chasing the West round that want to come, whether it's a bucket list, let's go to the U.S. This is our first chance. I hope Taddy comes back. I really want to see him in person. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I can think of a bunch of them. Yeah, for um, sure. Joseph so, Garcia, I mean. Yeah, and if all those guys do it, Nathan Watson, it, mm-hmm. it could be, there could be, what, 25 people that we've never even seen over here that have never even raced TKO that, that'll come because of this event, or of this involvement with West now. And, and then looking at an event like Getson Rodeo, I think that lap really compares to the TKO hot lap. Um, it, I think it's bigger. I think it's got more elevation and more difficult. But I think that the two are comparable um, in difficulty. What do you think, Drew? I don't know. I haven't seen Manny <laughs> flipping his bike off a hill and jumping back down or catching a tree and, and, you know, those top guys struggling so much. Now, if it's wet, 
it's a whole different story. And this year's, we've talked about it at length. It was the driest TKO ever. And yeah. if it, that's the case, we're going to have to seriously step our game up so these Europeans respect our our big race. Yeah, so, I mean, what do you think they'll do about um, the crowds? you think they'll bust people in? Oh. That's been my idea is go freaking rent a field down there and, and just bring in school buses and – yeah, and, and I don't know what they'll do about adding trail. You know, we've been running the same trails the six years we've been doing it. Um, I know there's some potential for some harder stuff, so maybe they'll keep Saturday the way it is and really step it up on Sunday. Um, so the, the whole qualification process is going to be interesting, too, because if those guys are, you know, top whatever in the West series, are mm-hmm. they just going to automatically get bumped to Sunday? Or I, I presume they'll all be pre-qualified if they're – I mean, yeah. it's almost like they give them a pass. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, shoot, they're better than us. Some of them are. <laughs> a lot of them yeah. are. Well, so we we'll see. see. And, yeah, lots. And they actually came out with um, all, some of the rules. I think registration is December 5th at noon for amateur signups for TKO. Right. Um, they're taking, I think it was like four, 350, 400 riders. Wow. Um, so it's going to be the biggest TKO to date. Um, so that that's the biggest news yeah, and right now. Yeah, Red Bull's involvement is mm-hmm. going to be big this year since it is a West round. Yep. So fingers crossed, this thing's going to be on Red Bull TV live. Uh, hopefully, it's live like the Gitson Rodeo because yeah, that it, was awesome. We've been trying, you know, dreaming of this for years, hoping yep. that this thing would be, you know, on the level of. I mean, obviously, it's not going to be quite on the level of. Erzberg, but you know that's what we're shooting for. That's oh, what well, we're that, hoping for. Yep, and it, this is a good first step to get us that <laughs> attention. So. Um, the other big thing going on right now, it's not hard enduro, but it's definitely a hard race, is the ISDE over yep. in Portugal. Can anybody stop um, Daniel Sanders? <sighs> he won every test today, which is day two. Um, he's got a pretty good lead. I think it was up to a minute um, on the overall. I think Will's going to look it up. And- yeah, and, and Joseph Garcia is, has been running second in most of the tests. Um, and then some Americans, uh, Caleb Russell and Taylor Robert have um they've been top five the first two days sipes was top five most of yesterday yep and then i think he's dropped off a little bit today hadn't heard if, if what's going on if he's having an issue or just maybe backed it down a little bit but and i think Stu baylor he was running like top 16 yesterday he's picked it up a little bit today but he's not um he's not top five or anything like that so, so I, I think you what you say you added it up we're down overall on day two by 30 seconds Ish. Yeah, so we lost 18 seconds on day one. We lost another 30 today. Ooh. Um, Sanders, I mean. Him he, alone is killing it. Yeah. He, he's putting minutes on everybody. So, uh, sorry. The thing's not loading, of course. Nah, that's the way it works. Technical difficulties. Yeah. Hopefully I can edit out this radio silence. <laughs> Ah, it hasn't been that bad. But so that is what's been going on. I know it's getting colder. Our, our buddies up north, Chuck DeLula, sent a picture over the weekend. He had like six inches of snow in Pennsylvania. And Okay, so day two. Sorry. To no, go ahead. How about it? Um, Australia is leading the U.S. by 30 seconds. Just day two or overall? Um, I think that was just day two. Okay. Um, actually, yep. <coughs> overall, they're leading by 50 seconds. Oof. And then Italy is in third, who is five minutes and ten seconds behind Australia. Oh, wow. So, um, and then the junior team, let's pull that up. See where they're at. They've been Ben Kelly, Josh Toth, and Grant Baylor, I believe. Yeah, so Australia stretched it out in day two. 
So, um, let's see. Shoo. They've got a uh, – they've won by two minutes today. Ooh. Over the – are we still in second? We are still the in second. The junior team. And then the women. They were in second by five seconds down to the down leader. They the lead. All right. That's good. Well, excuse me. They won day two by 17 seconds. So, that means that, they should be in the lead. In the lead by – Yeah. Yeah. 12 seconds. Ish. I can do a little bit of simple math. Yeah. So, Not my strong suit. Yeah. Um, who was it? Uh, Brandy Richards that was leading over all women? Oh, I didn't see that. No. Uh, it could be. Maybe I'm wrong. I'm not going to question you. Yeah. But anyways, it looks like... So day one, Germany was winning for the women. Day two, U.S. won. And Australia got second. So they actually... They may, they may have a bigger lead than I thought. Because Australia on day one was a minute back. And then Germany today is a minute 14 back. Oh, wow. So, all right. Okay, get on to the girls. They're doing well. Hopefully the boys... And step it up. Yeah. The, the the world team and the junior team. I hate to wish a mechanical failure on anyone, but... We could use one. Daniel Sanders. <laughs> he's killing it. Well, good, good for him, man. All right. And I don't even know what he's racing. I haven't heard anything about him all year. I know he'd come over here a few years ago, but he's, he's obviously a bad dude. Yeah. So. so, that's not everything that's going on in the world of American Heart Enduro right now, but that is uh, a lot of it. Um and the stuff we can talk about. How about Again, that? Again, we, we want to keep thinking SRT Off-Road. Those guys yep. continue to support us um, in doing these podcasts. You got any products you want to talk about, Drew? Oh, man, I'm just trying to keep my pipes on there right now. That's uh, that's the biggest thing. But, yeah. no, it's been kind of – we've been riding, but we've been kind of taking it easy, I guess. Hadn't been breaking much. Um, that's good. Well, you did a National Enduro a couple weeks ago. Yeah, I did a National Enduro two weeks ago. The last one of the year was a lot of fun down in uh, – Maplesville, Alabama, and then just riding some hard stuff. I don't like going fast anymore. Yeah, I think I'd rather rather go push up a hill. <laughs> so, but all right, guys. Well, thanks for tuning in. Cool. And remember, tomorrow morning, seven a.m. Sign up for Deadfall. Um, the the event is taking place December first. The riders' meetings the night before, November thirtieth, immediately following the Thanksgiving holiday. So hopefully, you get your family stuff out of the way, and then come and enjoy some trail time. Absolutely, man. See you later. Later. Do, do, do. Sorry, bro. I've never done lead. All right, we're recording. What? <laughs> no, we just need to leave what it out in the middle. Drew's we'll doing we'll exactly out. zero yes. marijuana. All right, guys, here we are gathered around a campfire. We're at Half Moon Campground, Windrock Park. Uh, this is the second annual um, Ride the Rock weekend with the American Hard Enduro guys. It's been we're, – we're in day one. Uh, we rode some pretty good gnarly stuff today. It was pretty wet. But um, overall, the weather's been improving. It's rained a little bit tonight, and, you know, what is it? It's 9.39 p.m. We have had a few coors and a little bit of fireball. But other than that, we're all doing good. What? how how quickly did we lose the first person on this ride today? Okay, so we rode 45 miles today, and um, within, I don't know, 14 seconds? No, no, no. We couldn't get a bike started. Oh, that's right. The first rider. (laughs) Whose bike? Wait, who is that? So let's talk about who's around this round table. All right. I'm Will Preston. I'm Drew Kirby. It's uh, Blake, Devin. Blake Blake who? Blake Terry. Okay, just checking. Devin Ferguson. Tyler Mole. Jonathan Ball. 
J ball. J ball. J ball. All right. So there's one, two, three, four, five, six of us. Six of us. We had a seventh, but um, he, I don't know. What do you do? I'm just gonna hold this out here. So okay. I think I think it'll be a little more even if we're just. We'll see how this quality is. We've got some new mics. Bear with us. Yeah. Can you hear the fire roaring? We do have a beautiful fire. So. <laughs> 45 was, miles in total today. Oh, so, today? Yeah, you guys, 45 miles total? Oh, yeah, so did. Okay. <laughs> so and so how, did. How many, how many riders did you have today? We, we started out with five of us. We started out with five. All right, All right so long what, story what short, we're trying leave? to give Devin Ferguson a hard time because his bike wouldn't start. Because he has Electron How long carburetor. did it not start? He fell three plugs. Eight, 18 minutes. Oh, God. Because dang. it's got a choke on the <laughs> right side. So was he late to the riders' meeting or to the starting line? Uh, Both. No, he, he was he here missed, for the he missed, riders' meeting. No, he missed the riders' meeting. I had to Because hold the, he was kicking his bike? I had to hold the choke up the last ride. Like, yeah, he told me about this. Yes. And I said, Devin, I will never hold your choke up. That, that's something dudes don't do. So he, get, he brings a bungee cord. <laughs> all right, so long story short, we get Devin going. We had rain all night last night. We get on the trail, and we're a good Tyler. What would you say? So, Tyler Mole, if you guys don't know, is from Brush Mountain Motorsports Park. He's a trail boss. He's the owner. He's the master. And they hold, what do they have there at Battle that of complex? The Battle, Battle of the Goats. of the Goats. One of our favorite hard enduros. How, how many years have y'all been going now? Uh, four years. So we've had four, or this will be the fourth? This is our fourth year. Okay. So it'll be five years for 2020. Oh, man. So you've had five. I've had four races. Four races. Four races next year will be five. five. Yes, sir. Okay. All right, so, Tyler, I think you are the witness to what happened. Oh, yeah. Uh, how many miles in? Maybe five miles into our little ride. We So we decided to do some Jeep trails to get us to the other end of the property and uh, show Tyler some of our single track. No, and we don't have any single track. No, oh, no single track. Sorry, it's all double track. Double track. It is all track. We literally were on double track. Will and I were out just cruising, and we didn't hear anyone behind us. And just, we just had, passed the we side by sides. Side by sides. Yeah. Yeah. Just oh. passed the three side by sides. Okay, so Will and I kept going, and then what happened behind us, Tyler? So pretty much what happened is our uh, our fifth rider. We saying a name? Chris. 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 Chris, Chris was uh, uh, getting a little hot and heavy on the throttle, and uh, coming around a turn and tire you know it just wasn't that kind of tire just wasn't hooking up it wasn't a kinda it wasn't so, no, no, but he was, was not a kinda. Kinda. he was right, not running so, a kinda, so it was not hooking up we don't want to we don't want to throw we, a kinda we, no 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 kinda, if it was a kind of no, tire he could have made it, it was so he was so proud because he had a new tire yeah. anybody know what tire he was running i do no yeah he, he, are we, yeah he, he was running a tusk recon okay so he, he decided to try it out the new gummy which is fair enough no absolutely it's affordable it's a good price, but it, it does not grip on off-camber logs. And <laughs> at a forty-five degree angle, a 45 after degree angle. three inches of rain the night before, running yeah. wide ass open. It, pretty pretty good. Wait, on, on Chris's side, how many of you guys had crossed that log prior to him crossing it? Just two, just zero. Two. Uh, well, I never hit that oh, yeah. log. Wait, yeah. he's the you first rider. Had been through there. <laughs> Y'all didn't. We've been there, but I didn't touch not, the log. Okay, okay. Fair enough. okay, so you bunny hopped straight clear past. No, the no, no. This log was to the, the left side of the trail, and it scared. Yeah, me. way no out to the left, sides of a baseball bat. Yeah, okay, it was so small. no mud on uh, the log. No, no, completely, completely clear. Exactly what angle was this log at? It was sitting. Protractor out there. Protractor? Yes. Um, 46.4 degrees. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Thank you, Devin. Devin's Devin spot on with that. 
I'm glad Devin came in with that. All right, yeah. so well, he's a trail boss. He knows exactly so, every log angle. He has that a we tractor. No, he has All right, backpack. so this is no. He arranges those that way. Like the worst <laughs> yeah. way. But but he'll, he'll he'll leave it. Ironically enough, this was logos. not on Devin's secret single track. So this was it on a four <laughs> that doesn't exist. Yeah. By the way, jeez, we're letting everything out of the bag. All right, so here's you the are. Do not request Devin Ferguson <laughs> tomorrow morning when you wake up don't, after you've listened to this Don't do it. To he will deny you. Oh. All right, so can we continue on? <laughs> yes. So as... This is a two-minute story that's going to take 15 minutes. I love it. Oh, absolutely. So as a rider, your worst fear is when you guys are riding, and I'm sure we've all been there. You're riding ahead. You look behind you. There's no one back there. So no, look no, back. No, no, no. My worst fear is to hit a 46.5 degree angle wall <laughs> and be going the wrong direction in fourth gear. Yeah. Okay, so I don't, I don't do those things because I crash right, going right. like one mile an hour. Okay. So anyway, back to the story. So I look back. Will's back there. He looks back. No one's behind him. Mm-hmm. And so we stop, and then we wait. We waited. And then we turn the motor off, and then we don't hear anyone. And that, that's when that's when the side by sides roll up. Well, I know, but that's when things escalate when you don't hear your buddies coming. Should We've we, all been should there. Should we talk about what we, t- we were talking about? No, no, no. We will in a second. Okay. So then we hear the side-by-sides. <laughs> and we're like, we don't hear dirt bikes. And so we think about the three guys that are behind us. And Will looks at me. He goes, of those three guys, which one do you think we want to get hurt the least? And I was like, well, Tyler, he's got to drive four hours home. Yep. And then Devin, I don't know. I'd have to, like, I'd have to help him if he got hurt real bad. So, Chris, I don't really know that well. I think he's got family here. So, But, but I was like, well, Chris... He never gets hurt. Yeah, he, dude is freaking. Iron what's man. the word you used? I don't remember. Indestructible. Invincible. Invincible. Yeah, yeah. and I said yeah, yeah. you did it now. So yeah, then I, we hear the side by sides coming, and we start going. We start backtracking. We get to the first no, no, one. No, no. The side by side. The the leader. Of the side by side. He pulls up. Yeah. And he's like, hey, I think one of your buddies got hurt. No, no. He said. We said you seen our buddies. He goes. They crashed know. and he's fine. He's fine. He says he's okay. He's hobbling around. So we backtrack, and we find a bike facing the wrong direction, a huge pile of oil in the middle of the trail. Sorry, EPA. Sorry, EPA. A foot peg sheared sheared clean off. (laughs) Clean off the frame. Clean off the frame. The frame frame mounts. Yes. And and the the pin that holds the foot peg. I've never seen anything. I've never seen anything like it. So Tyler is the only one who witnessed this. Tyler, can you give us a recap? So he goes around this Besides right the 46 hand. Besides the 46.5. He goes around this right-hand turn and hits the 46.5-degree log. It wasn't even a log. It was a big twig. Baseball bat-sized tree. Was it limb. the tire, you think? It was a rear tire. Okay. Rear tire <laughs> caught, uh, hit it. Tire went to the right, and then it crossed back over to the left. When it crossed back over to the left, oh, he up. went underneath the bike. The bike <laughs> fell on top of him, and he went for a slide for about, Sparks. about 50 feet, hitting about oh, 70 rocks on the ground. Which sheared his foot peg clean off and sparks flew everywhere. It's a good thing it was wet today. Otherwise, <laughs> a sudden stop would have sucked. Gatlinburg <laughs> 2.0, but but even worse. Right. Than the Gatlinburg fires of 2014. Yeah, so for those of you that don't know, that was last year, not 20. Was it 2014? Yeah, that was okay, like sorry. three or four years ago. Oh, jeez. Five. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> All right, so Chris was a little mangled. Oh, uh, yeah, let's talk about the rider. I mean,. I, yeah, I oh, thought he might have had a concussion. Good, dude. No. <laughs> <laughs> no concussion. According no concussion. to him, right. but we Chris think he did. So, so talk about his injuries. Devin, let's hear it. You've been awful quiet. 
how is Chris? Was he bleeding? You're you're good friends with Chris. You know him better than most. Uh, he seemed as normal uh, out of itself. All right. So, what were his injuries? Mm, pretty big abrasion on the shoulder. <laughs> forearm was pretty Raspberry. chewed up. Okay. Big gash in his forearm. All right. And then Tyler made him drop his pants to look at a spot on his <laughs> butt cheek. Because we saw some blood in his pants. Yeah. Roger. Fair, fair enough. Fair enough. But All it was right. just an uh, impact bruise. So. All right. Impact bruise. So what was the damage to the bike, more importantly? Uh, broke the mounts off the frame. Okay. Uh, uh, frame guard gone. Foot peg busted. And hole then the... in the clutch cover. Oh, that all the oil leaked out. Yeah, yeah. most of it. Yeah, well, Mario carted it, slick spotted it. Right. All right. Yep. So at this point, we were two miles into our ride. Maybe four. Maybe four in an hour and a half. Yeah. All well, right. The so first seventeen minutes, we're waiting for Devin. Eighteen point five. But okay. who's it, it had to have been like thirty minutes. I was watching <laughs> all morning long. And it was it was like thirty minutes between Will's last post of heading the 